there we go. You thought I was surprising in there with a solo video shot, but I'm not. Welcome to the Giddy Up Podcast, Season 3, Episode 6. I'm joined by triple Paralympian Don Elgin. Welcome, Donnie. Oh, JT, I tell you what, it's somewhat exciting and somewhat, well, sort of not so exciting tonight. Oh, that's not starting off on a good note. What's what's happened? <clears throat> well, it's the band that I've been put on. I've been put on a, a Don segment band because allegedly in the last podcast... I was very quick to say, have a look at that. And it's okay for people watching the podcast, JT, but people listening mm. to the podcast, they've all called me out and go, Don, you're not helping us, mate. So I've been banned from my segment this week. How about that? <laughs> no, it's right. Good decision. And, uh, of course, if you are listening to us on the podcast, welcome. It's a shit decision, no, JT. What are decision. you talking about? Back our listeners all the way. Um, and, of course, we are going live on Facebook and YouTube or you can watch it on Catch Up. So whichever way you're watching, we're really glad that you've tuned in to listen to the show because we have a lot of fun putting it together. And tonight, Donnie, we have a couple of – very special guests. Oh, JT, first things first, before we go any further, have you pushed record? We are recording on all fronts tonight, my friend, so everything is very professional. And uh, with our guests tonight, Donnie, we say it every week, we've got some great guests, but we, we genuinely have some great guests tonight. And Donnie, everyone has a bit of a laugh about our technical challenges. And tonight... We've got two live crosses, Don. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing can go wrong with that, JT. I am backing you in, mate. You have absolutely got this. Given that I have got nothing to do technically, <laughs> you are the man for the moment, and I'm convinced you've got this. So you're going to do two live crosses. We've yep. got uh, some superstar guests in the dungeon, yep. and well, probably not in the same dungeon you're in, but they are around, and, uh, and I am super excited about the thought of making sure that we can get to them live and it's going to work out well. Nah, everything will work out just fine. I have absolutely confidence in our technical ability, Don. Now, this show, we have uh, lots of stuff that we always talk about. We've got heaps of fun stuff, but I do want to say a quick shout-out to our sponsors because they're the ones that make it possible. So to oh, Trady.com, who are flashing the bucks at the moment. I'm seeing Trady.com oh. everywhere. And also date night, of, JT. Um, oh, there we go. We're going date the, night, JT, for this spray. It's just give me a little bit of that action. And, and of course, with the uh, our Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company, that um, well, like Donnie, if you ever need a beer, you know you need to go to the Yarra Valley <coughs> Beer Cat Big Company. You're dying on me, yes. Don. Oh, I did it again, Jay. I've got nobody airflow in here, and I gave myself too much date night of trading.com. <sighs> anyway, um, Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company. JT, I'm usually a clear drinking type person, mm. but I'm willing to turn. Hello. Like, yep, absolutely. Is for the, the uh, for the big cat, I will. Buff about I'm, this, or? well, for the for the uh, for the show, I'll do almost anything. JT, almost anything. Heard it first. Donnie's uh, turning. All right. Well, we're not going to explore that in too much deep uh, depth because we want to keep this show <laughs> relatively classy, uh, which would be a step up from what we normally That'd do. That'd be a first. Yeah, I know, right? Now, um, now we we have a lot of different segments, and we always kick things off with one of our favourite segments, which is our weird, wonderful, and wacky. Oh, this would be big. Weird, wonderful, and wacky. Uh, now, Don, I know you do uh, an extensive amount of research for the show, and that's what our listeners tune in for, Don, because it is that in-depth analysis that you you just don't leave right. no stone unturned when you do the research for this show, Don. Correct. Well, it's important, JT, that we we know what we're on about for the show. We like we can't just turn up and 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 half cock. Body bang on about something. No, we couldn't, could we, Don? So uh, in this weird, wonderful, and wacky segment, we uh, we've got a range of different things, Donnie. So what have, what have you come up for us this week? Well, JT, you wouldn't believe it, but um, let me just try, uh, try me. Come on, right? I'll get it. Okay, big 
creepy balls, JT. What? Hey, big creepy balls. How's this? This mum, she rocked up and she put a photo on the internet, right? Right. And um, and so what she's done, she's put this photo on the internet and she scared the crap out of out of the internet. They're not sure what it is, JT. There's thousands of these little black creepy balls mm. that are in her kids um in her kids cubby house. Now me personally, I reckon straight up there by these spiders. Burn the joint down and move house. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that they might not be. It didn't. People aren't even sure what they are. Potentially could have been Sesame Street buns or some. I don't know have something. You, have you got a photo for us, Donny? At all? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just do some of this stuff here, JT, and, and then upcome a photo. Have a look at that. that what is, have you? Wow, that's a brilliant, brilliant. Um, it's like you like you prepared for this, Don. Um, so, oh, very prepared. <laughs> no, as as you yeah, can don't see, say look at that, JT. You've got to explain that, what this is. That's so. ex- exactly right. We do have to explain it to everyone. So what you're seeing there is some uh, some little tiny black balls on the screen, Don. And there's no other way to explain it. <laughs> um, but they are very very weird looking things. And um, and this is not a racist show either, JT. That's exactly what you've said they are. That's exactly right. They are the colour black. Um, and, and it really does have experts stumped. Everyone's thought they looked like pest eggs or some people suggested they look more like little seeds, um, uh, like, you know, a little poppy seeds kind of thing. But no, no one's actually at this stage been able to work out um, what the hell is going on. I wouldn't take the chance, mate. Seriously, what's that shit doing there in the first place? Like, unless that mum set it up, for me, that's nature coming in with a little bit of wait for it. A surprise. Donnie, and I if, don't want to be there when that surprise hatches. As if anyone had set anything up on the internet, Don, seriously. I mean, <laughs> You're right, uh, JT. Speaking of weird That's things you find um, on, the, uh, on the internet, and if you follow the run sheet and go with the one at the top of the sheet, Don, um, which oh, says... Um, was that? <laughs> give you one. There was more. I'll give you Sorry, one I job. Jesus Christ. Um, so, <laughs> then scrolled up. Now, Donnie, obviously COVID's uh, it's, it's impacted businesses all over the world, and, uh, well, we know where it all originated from. I think that's been widely documented on China yeah China and uh, so they've obviously been doing it pretty tough and well zoos Donnie they've, they've had a really rough run because of course zoos rely on traffic right people coming through paying, yeah. paying the money but if that's they come, how they work people aren't coming they've got no money they've got no they've got no food for the animals oh and sometimes things happen in zoos I mean animals do die of course sometimes just through natural causes sometimes you know because they didn't get enough food which would be sad but um but there was a zoo in China Don that um mm. well they had a they had a wolf you know an enclosure for a wolf and of course you know mm. you want to go to the zoo you want to see a wolf but unfortunately on the well the wolf died of old age um, so it wasn't related oh. to COVID it had food it just died of old age these things happen of course um, yeah. but yeah. Times are tough. It's pretty hard to just go out and find another wolf, isn't it? I mean, they don't. Just... So they probably haven't been breeding them or, you know, oh, you know um, right. succession planning, JT. Co- correct. And they, they don't, well, it's fair to say, they don't just walk the streets. That's why you, you want to go to the zoo and watch one. They're probably correct. dangerous animals. But, Hopefully. But these people in China, Donnie, they're, they're not ones to say, well, you know what, just damn it, we don't have a wolf. They come up with. Unique ideas, Don. So I just want to um, pop this up and give you a screen. Now, for a warning that those that are watching, this is a very scary-looking creature. So, um, you know, right. what, watch with... I'll sit back because I get what, a bit watch scared. With, watch with caution. Uh, but there's the... Uh, Hang on a minute. There's the wolf that they've uh, put up. Um, <laughs> How do you describe that wolf, JT? Well, it looks awfully <laughs> like a Doberman to me, Don. <laughs> looks a bloody lot like... That's no wolf, JT. 
I don't think it's a wolf either. Um, that's Are it. they dead set? Whack that in there that and is. just said <laughs> dead set. That no. is yeah, that, that's in there. And uh, but they have said they've tried to defend it, and they said, oh, "Hang on, this is actually a watchdog that we raised at the park. We're only keeping it there temporarily." So the uh, the bureaucracy there have actually forced them to remove the sign that says "wolves" leading to that enclosure. So um, yeah, all is not lost. Oh, that's gold, JT. Reminds me of this one day. I went to a zoo and it just had like this one dog in it and it was a shih tzu. And <laughs> seriously, it's tough. Anyway, moving on, yeah, JT, what we, else have we, we got? I think we should either. Hopefully the standard of the jokes is going to get him better than that. Um, now, um, Well, you... I oh, know, it's, it's on me. On. I get it. Uh, <laughs> now, um, Donnie, uh, planes. You know, we, we put up some footage a couple of weeks ago, that engine catching on fire. There's scary things that happens in planes. When things go wrong, it doesn't they really end well, does it? We haven't had another one, have we? Uh, let well, me just have a quick look at that run sheet. Before. <laughs> there's, well, well, there's no chance we've had that again, have we? Well, oh, that's right. Yes, let me tell you about this one. Ah, here we go. I knew. I, I had it. I was just um, I was sitting oh, on it, just no, keeping this, you on your toes. All right, here we go. All right, so here, picture this, right? Finally, you're COVID free. You're out and about. You go, right, buddy, babe, pack the kids. We're, we're going on a holiday. Oh, yes. we're, we're um Sudanese. And we are off to somewhere really remote, like Doha. Let's go to Doha. Wow. And so you're sitting there on your plane, yep. and next minute, the captain is in a spot of bother, JT. Oh, what's happening? Now, a lot of things that run through your mind when that's the case. Yeah. What probably wouldn't run through your mind mm. is that there is a cat in the cockpit having a crack going apeshit at the captain. What like, do you mean? What? And this happened, JT. It happened on a flight. Local media reported the incident and it occurred last week in a taco flight 30 minutes into the trip from Sudanese capital, bloody wherever that is. Um, <laughs> character to you give me that one, JT, because that's yours. You do this to me. Anyway, this cat made headlines, had a crack at the pilot. Like of all the people on the plane, mm. the cat's surely smart enough to realise the pilot is the one you don't hassle when you're flying. Mm, interesting. So um, you're right, Donnie. There was a uh, there was a cat that was caught in the cockpit, and uh, it forced the plane to turn back. And apparently, this isn't that uncommon. They've had cats escape um, from plane holds before, and they've got into the cabin. Of course, you don't want a cat running around hitting controls and all sorts of stuff. So it's quite risky. But uh, there was no footage, of course, in the uh, in the media at all. But um, but Don. But uh, JT, you would have searched high and low, and I know you would have come up with something. And I always want to give everything to our listeners, so I actually managed to get some exclusive footage uh, of the cat in the cockpit. Um, oh, yep, I'm just going to put it up now for those that are watching this video. Um, <laughs> there, there, there it is, there, Donnie. <laughs> Exclusive. I'll tell you what we're looking at there is we are looking at the coolest cat in uh, in JT's joint and it, it's got it's got a bloody um, a sticky note with pull up on it. Uh, that's all I could think of that would happen in a cockpit, Don. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can do. JT. A short notice. Come on, it's like no, that's very good. And uh, and apologies to Oscar. No cat was hurt in the making. Of well, the actually, I don't know comedy. about that. He wasn't really appreciative of a sticky note being stuck on him, and uh, it's fair to say <laughs> that lasted about two seconds. So uh, probably wasn't happy with uh, it coming off either. Now JT. speaking of uh, catching things, Donnie. Um, yes. Now, well, you, what do you got? Now you know I'm Cody? not into my fishing. I, I like leaving the you know the fish in the ocean where they where they belong. You are an you? animal lover, except when it comes to using Oscar for <laughs> comedy. Props. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I know that uh, you don't mind you know, jumping in the boat and uh, going out oh, yeah. a bit of a fish. So, um, as long as of, it's flat. A couple of lads off Sydney um, 
just had a had a bit of a crack and caught something, Don. Now, I was up in Sydney last week and I was up there with the, the beautiful Nant that will be uh, joining us later. And we were actually cruising across the uh, harbour on the ferry and I, I remember looking in the water and making a whole bunch of jokes about there's a lot of sharks in there and Nant's like, oh, don't be silly. And like, no, seriously, there's sharks in there. We, we've seen on the news they've ripped off people's legs mm. and, yeah, not nasty. Well, every now and then humans sort of uh, get one up on the sharks, Donnie. Have a look at this for a, uh, a shark that was caught. This is a true story, uh, caught last week. 394-kilo tiger shark caught off the Sydney coast. Took about 45 minutes to haul it in. But have a look at the size of that thing. JT, I'm not going to say have a look at that because I've been pulled up on saying that, but I am going to describe this. This is a little tinny that's gone out there, a little bit of a canopy over there, a big-ass motor, and there is a shark on there dead set taking up about oh, eight seats of um, of human space. It is a big sucker. What was it, JT? 398 94 kilos. kilos, yeah. Tiger shark. 94. Shit. You wouldn't want to run into them under the water, would you? But, it, like, seriously, is that Photoshop? Like, how do you no. even get that in? And the fact that it's in us first, like, how they, I don't even want to know how they caught that, but that is staggering the size of that. Well, that's right. It said it took about 45 minutes to pull it in. And um, shark, just for those who want to know, shark fishing for sharks is illegal in the New South Wales, and fishermen are permitted to have one tiger shark per catch. So they didn't do anything wrong. Um, I would Thank like God for that. They wouldn't be able to put, fit two in the boat. <laughs> well, it's <they laughs> a huge place. certainly would have, right? Um, but, uh, Maybe that's why fisheries are onto it. No, you can only have one, mate. Otherwise, you need a bigger boat. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my – I had that line lined up all oh, day. And sorry, JT. Me, sorry, mate. Jeez. Jesus Christ. I'm on the run show right. again. What else you um, got? Now <laughs> – you love a bargain, Don. If, if anyone oh, I, I know, you love a bargain, right? Now, there's, I a, do. there's a guy up here. I'm going to put this, uh, again, a photo up. And I'm sure you're going to be able to explain this, Donnie. It's, um, uh, but we put a, a kinetic man bought this small porcelain bowl. It looks like one of those little, you know, you go to the Chinese restaurants. Yeah. You just have those really decorative sort of bowls. You'd get your chicken sweet corn soup in or Quite something. Got about a dozen of those, JT, so, in my drawer. Well, there you go. So this guy bought, pot bought this small porcelain bowl for 35 bucks, And then he... Is that a hint that was might be worth something a little bit more? So we asked the Sotheby's, you know, the auction house uh, in London, to mm -hmm. to appraise it. They came back and said, "Well, that's actually a rare fifteenth century Ming Dynasty piece, and uh, just worth between a lazy three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars." Jay, to you're kidding me! I thought he was getting ripped off paying thirty five bucks for it. There you go. Dead set, three hundred large. Yep. Not bad, is it? Not a bad yeah, I'm investment go for get 35 those. bucks. I am going to go and get that dozen that I got in the oh, in the drawers that keep getting chipped every time. Look, didn't have any chips in it. No. <laughs> Not hot chips, like actually dints I'm talking about. Yeah, like no, that's no. probably why it's worth a bit. It was in very wow. good condition, but not bad, eh? 35 bucks fine to turn into 300K, which is uh, pretty impressive now. Did he sell it, JT? Um yeah, yeah, he was happy to sell it. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Hello, yeah. Um, um, now, the of course, one of the other things um, around COVID is that a lot of retail shops have been doing it really tough, on. And oh, yeah. I wanted to bring retail, your attention retail. to uh, a shop in the uh, in the UK. It's a shoe a shoe place, Donnie. Um, shoe shops. We like shoe shops. We like shoe shops. It's called the Shoe Zone. Now they've they've unfortunately had to close down a number of their stores because you know, oh. things have been doing it tough, but. Well, they take naming very seriously, Don, and I actually found this in the financial section of the newspaper. This is not a joke, but it just belonged in the weird, wacky and wonderful section. Because right. the retailer has announced, have a listen to the names of the people, the retailer has announced that Terry Boot will be its next finance boss, replacing, here it comes, Peter Foote. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> 
dead set. True. So Terry Boot uh, is the had... next finance, finance boss <laughs> taking over from Peter Foote. You just wouldn't read about that sort of stuff, would you? Well, you would in the finance section, JT. Seriously. <laughs> like those people are bloody committed to their careers, aren't they? Like they're just maybe you know when like parents are you have kids who go, oh, I hope he's going to be a doctor. I hope he's going to be this. I'll name him something really clever like Apple or Sky because they're going to be really spiritual. I'm naming you shoes and laces and you are going to work at the bloody shoe zone. That's big, JT. Yeah. Good on them. Interesting pickup. Now, um, speaking of pickups, Donnie, uh, that's the worst segue ever. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> I just had to move on though. Um, now we've we've shown a, f- a number of weird looking creatures on this show over the last sort of eighteen months or yeah, so. Yeah, you're good at finding them. And I found a cracker, Donnie. This is a dog. This is a puppy that was born oh, in the cool. US, and the vets have described her as a miracle, given her a name called Skipper, and they believe that Skipper was supposed to have a twin, but they failed to completely split apart, which means she's got twice as many body parts from the waist down so she's only got mm. one head and chest two pelvic regions two reproductive systems and two tails I know this you, sounds like some sort of weird shit you'd see in harry potter well it's not there's a little puppy there's a little uh, oh little wow skipper. have a look at little skipper now often, not photoshopped no not photoshopped now often when you see these sort of mutations it doesn't end well because um you know science just says hey that's just not meant to happen but uh apparently because this is a congenital issue as opposed to genetic vets the vets are very optimistic that skipper has a very good life ahead of her so there you go six wow. um, little little puppy dog that is, I tell you what, JT, that is a uh, – it's going to be bloody interesting. You know what we should do? is We should just see if we can continue to do Skipper Watch because can you imagine the first steps? Like, that's going to just be like just – Yep, there's going to be a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And um, now I should just say, one of the things that we, we failed to mention last week, Donnie, is um, you guys, if you're looking at Facebook and you're seeing comments or not seeing comments, we know there's oh, a few little yeah. bugs going around and the numbers mm. that people are watching are going all over the place, etc. But um, there are certainly lots of people watching, but the numbers fluctuate even on the view that we are seeing and the comments. Uh, we think we're seeing all the comments, but I'm not sure if you guys are seeing all the comments. So please just keep commenting away and contributing to the show and uh, we'll keep flicking some up as we as we see them. We probably won't do any from the likes of Spiro and those real dodgy <laughs> units because we've still got some sort of, you know, moral standard. But no, bloody love it, JT. It was really weird and, and I had quite a few people saying the only thing they could see last week was Nant and then other people saying that they, they didn't see any of Nant. So it was a uh, Well, even Nant's just weird commented week. saying not seeing comments again either. So um, it does seem like it's uh, the gremlins are still there and people seeing comments or not. But rest assured, uh, we think we're seeing everything coming in. So comment away and we'll, we'll keep flicking them up on the screen as we According to the numbers we that we've got here, there's 8,967 people on at the moment. So, well, they're there. So that's just exactly right. If you're only seeing two or three, that's uh, clearly factually incorrect. Um, now, speaking of completely <laughs> dodgy stuff, Don, um, you know when you go for... Which we would report on. <laughs> well, that's right. When you go for surgery, you know, it's a big deal, right? And we all get a little bit anxious yes. around having to go to surgery and you just sort of... What's the needles for me, JT? Oh, I know. You, you hate the needles, Donnie, right? And, I hate um, the needles, yeah. Nets, but your most recent you surgeon, well. you've... You've been most recently cut up out of the mm-hmm. tour for so. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, yes. I don't, I don't what mind was the sort of hospital, but you know, you go into surgery and you sort of have these expectations around 
surgeons, right? That they've you know they're at the top end of the chain, so to speak. They've oh, done a lot of studies. Done the bloody hand very, scrubbing thing a that's lot. Right, very professional and they're very focused. Exactly. Focused and ready to concentrate on, on your job. So you'd be a little bit surprised, Donnie, when I uh, shove this photo up and you don't have to see the photo because we'll explain it to those people that are listening. But um this this is just a, a, a court case that was going on, Donnie, and uh, it was just a minor traffic uh, violation. And the surgeon uh, was there to defend himself, and he just thought, you know what, I'm just going to dial in Zoom in the middle of surgery, and <laughs> you can hear this court case. <laughs> so there's the no surgeon way. literally in the middle of surgery, and uh, and the judge sort of raised a few concerns around that, but he just said, no, no, all good, I've got another surgeon here who's doing surgery with me, so I can just stand here and he can do the surgery as well. So... Um, Needless to say, the judge, Donnie, he just said, uh, he wouldn't have a bar of it, he said, uh, you know what, uh, I think it's pretty important we focus on keeping people alive and uh, we'll just reschedule this court case uh, for another but, time, Donnie. JT, you know what, that that brings me to a bloody great point. How often do we have the, you go to a doctor's and it's almost like everything rolls on their time. doesn't matter a shit if they're mm, 15 minutes late or oh, it doesn't matter. start me on that, absolutely. So... But is this just the, the surgeon just going, mate, you're no more important than me. If it's good enough for you to be in your work environment, it's good enough for me to be in mine. Like who, who's at the top of the tree, JT? Well, I'll tell you what, if that was my surgeon, I wouldn't be too happy about that happening uh, in the middle Especially of my Especially if surgery, you're right? paying private health insurance. Ooh. Imagine if you if he ended up, the, the judge says, no, nah, we'll go on with this. By the way, mate, you've lost your licence, and he just takes wow. it out. That's <laughs> exactly right. You wouldn't want to be on the table. Now, Donnie, I do want to say, I think I, re- I mentioned this actually a while back, but um, around, because um, this was over a traffic violation, and I think I mentioned I had a traffic violation a while back, I had a parking fine that Ooh. I wasn't too happy about. And uh, I think it was only about $80, you know, whatever. And I was like, you know what, bugger this, I don't think I should have got the fine. And so I wrote in a very strong appeal letter and, uh, you know, I don't mind writing a couple of letters, Don, as you know, and uh, yeah, yes, got yes. a letter back saying stiff shit and uh, pay up. And I went. That's back, what they wrote. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and, I, and I went back and said, well, okay, that's not going to happen. So we all agreed that we're going to go to court and fight it out in court. Well, happy days, mm. JT. Now Are you going to wear your surgeon's mask? Well, here's the thing, Don. The court case was scheduled for Friday, last Friday. Right. And a few days prior... Uh, you're supposed to ring and confirm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, you know, I'm, I didn't really want to go, to be honest, but I thought, you've got to stand up for yourself every now and then, don't you, Don? And yeah. uh, so what happened was, um, anyway, I rang the court and I said, oh, I'm just... This is not on the run sheet, by no, the way, no, kids. Right. This is and, bloody um, good. Go on, JT. So I ring up and they say, um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Tipper, we don't actually have your case listed here at all. You ripper. I said, oh, was it a council um, fine thing? I said, yeah, it was. And I said, oh, I would suggest you ring the council. So I, I ring the council, this bloke's name, and, and he said, oh, oh, tip it. He said, yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, mate, I was just about to call you. He goes, oh, look, there's been a bit of a stuff up with the courts and uh, we're going to have to reschedule the date. And, and I sort of said, well, I'll give you the tip, mate. Uh, I was in Sydney last week. I'm in Adelaide next week. I came back just to hear this court case because it was really important. So I said, so I assume you're going to reimburse me then for my flights and accommodation, are you? And he said, oh, oh yeah, how'd that go? And he said, oh, no, no, we, we can't do that. It's, um, you know, you can you can ask the court, you know, to reimburse costs, you know, if, if that's the case. And I said, well, that's interesting because I said, if you stuffed up what, or were the court stuffed up, which one? Because I know I didn't stuff up. There was one of you two. And I said, yeah, yeah. So I said, if the court stuffed up, why would they issue costs to be paid by you, the council? Like, that's not going to work, is it? 
And he's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's right. And so we went back and forth a little bit. But uh, anyway, in the interest of saving a whole bunch of time on this podcast, Donnie, they, uh, they decided that it might be in their best interest to waive the fine. So we, uh, we got off. Well done, JT. Wonder the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was oh, happy. giddy up. <laughs> that's the sort of shit. Yeah. See, now, JT, that's what I like about you. You don't go in half-cocked, under-researched. You go in, you know the facts. And you get outcomes. Yeah, it was and a win wow. for the little people, right? So, um, which is always good. Oh, mate, oh, that's no. big. Now, um, let's get geeky, Donnie. Geek of the week. Oh, yeah. Now, um, I do like trying to go a little bit geeky, Donnie, and uh, those that know me know I'm basically a closet geek, which is not actually in the closet. So. There's nothing. You've <laughs> been out of the closet for a long time, Jay, so yeah, there's nothing know. closet about So you. the first video I just want to share with people, I just thought it was quite fascinating. I'm just going to play it and we'll just keep talking over it, Donnie, because it um, quite doesn't matter if you're not watching it. But it's actually just a video about how deep the ocean is. And it's funny that we've just put people on uh, a rover on Mars and yet there's so much we don't know about our own planet. So if you're watching this video here, you can see here that um, we're down to 1,000 metres now, and that's the maximum depth that sunlight can reach. And this has gone to 1828, the lowest point of the Grand Canyon. We're now at 4,267 metres down, which is the average depth of the ocean. And then we're flying the whole way down here to 8,850, which is the height of Mount Everest. And we're still going deeper in the ocean as well. So that is there anyone in that little sucker, JT? No. And uh, just over 10,000, uh, we're nearly at 11,000 metres, which is about the bottom of the Mariana Trench, 11,034 metres. So 11 kilometres under the surface of the ocean, Donnie. It's a bloody big ocean, isn't it? Mate, I, I tell you what, JT, first things first is who's going to fact check that? No <laughs> one's swimming down. If your little gadget breaks, stiff shit, it's gone. No one's going down to get it. So, JT, you're telling me that everything that sinks in the ocean mm -hmm. has the capacity or potential to be lost forever at 11,000 feet because humans can't – where do we – where did we get up to? No, no, we, we got, got about just just short of that. So, um, yeah, we can actually get down there now. Um, James Cameron uh, is, uh, I think, the second deepest person on the planet. It's gone the second deepest on the planet. Um, obviously, from the guy who made the Titanic movie. Um, so yeah, we're, right. we're not far off it. But yeah, mind you, I don't think uh, if you dropped your phone, Donnie, I don't think you'd be chasing it down there to go and get it. Yeah, you'd just probably go and get another one. Yeah, I reckon you would. Um, now the the last bit of geek because I like a short geeky section. Is, wait a minute, JT, where is that exactly? Because I've that? been down the bay and it's not that deep down there. Like, no, where is this eleven thousand? Well, the average depth is nearly four four and a half thousand or four and a half kilometers below the ocean. But it, clearly, around the coastlines, it's nowhere near as deep as that. So you've got to get out in the end of the deep stuff right out in the ocean to get those sorts of things. So if you started digging, JT, mm. would you come out of China? Like where would you – what happens? I don't, I don't know, Don. <laughs> how, about, how about you do some you, research for next week and come back and tell our surface. Now my head's just going to be spinning all night <laughs> thinking about shit that's down there and stuff. Yeah, no, your head will be filled with heaps of other crap we're about to talk about, Don, so you'll be fine. Right, what do you got? Like this one. How about a free trip to the moon? Well, so far, my old mate Buzz has been up there and Neil's got up there a bit. Allegedly. Um, but I'm not sure anyone else has made it. So, 
Well, Japanese billionaire Yuzuku Mazua has um, That's, yep, he did he, with the accent yep, too. Got the accent. He has decided that he's doing a worldwide search for eight passengers to take a free trip around the moon in 2023. Only a couple of years away, Donnie. So he's going to pay the entire <laughs> cost. Cheers, bud. <laughs> yeah, he's going to pay the entire cost of the voyage. And the first stage of the selection process runs through to all tomorrow, Donnie. So if you're keen, you've got to get your application where do I have in by Where tomorrow. do I apply, JT? Now, oh, got somewhere online. Is there a website um, or something? But there's a small little catch, Don. What is it? Well, he's going to pay for free and you've got to pass medical checks and you've got to do an interview. But, um, well, That's th- it. three of the recent Starship prototypes, uh, Elon Musk's um, little rocket ships, well, Three of the recent ones have exploded during testing, Don. So yeah, th- there's mate. a slight risk that uh, they may not have sorted things out by 2023, and it might be your last trip anywhere. Well, something's going to get you. Most well go down in a blaze of glory with well, a billionaire. You would go down. We've actually got footage. This is uh, footage Ooh, now. Of, what have we got? This is the SpaceX um, 10 from last um, last last week. Would have been pretty bloody hot under that, JT. It would have been very hot. Have a look at this, though. So it's coming in to land itself. Um, Quite incredible technology. It's the first time it's been able to self-land. And it actually... Wow, JT. That has... managed to land on it. So quite impressive. Oh, sensational. So what could possibly go wrong, JT? Well, just wait a little bit. All right, well... From all accounts, so far, I'm on the plane with Mr. Muziaki. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you probably clicking drinks at that stage, and that would have been the last thing you did because it just blew up, Donnie. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, has that got a, um, like, a fireproof cabin in uh, it? Yeah, luckily there's no passengers in there but because uh, they're, oh. they're still testing. But, uh, yeah, so it landed. So that's a good step. They've got, worked out how to land it. Unfortunately, it still keeps blowing up. So, just a, so <laughs> while it's a free trip, Donnie, I don't know if yeah. you're ready to put your hand up just yet. So, buddy, wait, who is it? SpaceX. So is he – I didn't listen to you probably fully, JT. Mm. Um, SpaceX, mm. is, isn't that Elon's yes, body? Yes, That's right. Muskies. So how did what's his face just say? Yeah, right. I'm going to pay for everyone. We're just he just had. Well, they're already taking. Uh, they're already taking bookings um, for yeah, right. SpaceX flights. So they're obviously doing a lot of testing. Clearly, <laughs> still a lot more required. <laughs> but they're already taking bookings, Donnie. People have already paid to go. So have they? Yeah. Well, they should have entered this competition, mate. So, Could have got it for free. Well, that's exactly right. Now, Donnie, with the way your crypto's going, you'll probably be able to afford a free flight well, soon anyway. If we listen to the money whisperer, JT, oh, yes, we yes. will be right. Donnie, he, he's, he's a man of great wisdom. He's got some great tips for us later in the show. Now, um, Donnie, we love, we love trying to just sort of discuss about things as much as we've got all our segments that are very structured. Mm. But um, I thought it would be good for us to talk about a few topical things at the moment, Donnie. Now, of course, the uh, the tragic news, Don, of, uh, of Daniel Andrews, uh, the Victorian Premier, who uh, accidentally fell down the stairs last week, Don. JT, I smell a rat. Yeah, me too. There's no way he fell down the stairs, but that's just my personal view. But uh, I think we may not see Daniel Andrews leading the state again. Oh, whoa, 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 JT. I was just going to say that he's, uh, you know, his missus pushed him. But hang on, you're, you're, this is far more cynical than I was going with. Ah, uh, Donnie, what I do you rec- can't say too much, but uh, would not surprise me. Are you me. suggesting, JT, mm. here on the Giddy Up podcast, mm-hmm. heard mm-hmm. it here first, mm-hmm. that Daniel Andrews will not make it back to the helm to lead our state? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, buddy, uh, write this down, kids. This is the. Well, it's, what on, day? it's on YouTube. There you go. So, um, <laughs> now look. To be fair, I've pro- been proven wrong <laughs> a zillion times before. So this could be in it. But uh, hey, if if it does happen, there you go. You heard it here first. Now, Don. One of the things I want to talk about, uh, and which is far more Don't serious. Don't just bloody topic. brush nah. over that, JT. I am. I tell you what. <laughs> let it go, so wait Tony. a minute. Just you a bit of frozen. Just let it go. Oh. Can't, I can't say anymore. Oh. I just can't say anymore. But uh, that's, that's so you've actually got whispers. Well, I tell you what. All I'm really impressed about is that you are calling it because we called it on a few occasions on different things. I mean, and you're right. I think the only one I got wrong was the uh, the lockdown, the 14 day, uh, five day. Sorry, that I said was going to go a bit longer. Yeah. But other than that, I reckon I've been on the money with everything I predicted so far. Righto, JT. So what we're going to do here it is. Uh, I, you've pushed record tonight, right? Yep. We're going to play this back the day Daniel Andrews takes office again. I'll okay. Be the first, to apologise and say I got it wrong. So um, you uh, bloody uh, ripper. It's just what I'm hearing, Donnie. Now, um, the right ca- on, we've covered extensively the cancel culture, and um, you know, just name changes, and I mean, what was just some ridiculous coon changes? Oh, the redskins you know, and the red lollies and, and the. That well, was all in the Black Lives Matter space. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah. Well, look, it's Donnie. It's still going, and and I think it's someone's just got to call out bullshit, and it's up to us, Donnie. We're calling it out because this right. time Unilever. Now Unilever, are a big brand, Donnie. They have a lot of brands uh, that were familiar to Aussies. So Dove, Sunsilk, Tresemme, shampoo, etc. They sell products in about 190 countries, and they came out on Tuesday and said. They're going to be removing a certain word from their packaging, Don, all over the world because, well, it's just it's just too offensive now and it's black? being removed. No, no, it's not black at all. White? No, no. Rainbow? They haven't um, gone there, have they? Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm just going to put up on the screen for those of you who are watching, but don't worry, we'll tell you what the word is. Um, Donnie, um, can you see the offensive word there? Can you just point it out for our um, listeners? There's an F word. Uh, for normal dry hair. Uh, no, yep. that no, makes sense it. to me. No, you got it right there, Donnie. What? Well, you said... For normal said, dry hair? Yeah, yeah, that, oh, jeez, Don, careful, mate. We're going to get censored if you keep bloody going on like that. Who have I offended? What, wait a minute. What's going on there? Donnie, you said, you said the word normal, and that's very offensive, yeah, mate. No, it's very offensive now. They're uh, they're removing the word normal from their packaging. So now when you go and buy shampoo, and it used to say like normal, dry, fine, oily, etc. No, yeah, uh, yep. well, no, no. Which was bloody great because if you didn't have dandruff or you didn't have oily hair, you just wanted a normal shit, and so that's what you no, bought. Well, not no no normal anymore, Donnie, because they are the change is part of a positive beauty strategy, Donnie. They're championing a new area of beauty that's inclusive, equitable, and sustainable. So. The fact is, there is no real normal, Donnie. So what's normal? So let's just remove it. So there you go. But how, no, how does the average punter like me, JT, walk in and just buy some shit that I want? Nah. I haven't got oily hair. Nah, I haven't got dry hair. No, nah, you're just offending people, Don. I, I, I don't know what the problem is here. And so, what? okay, so what's the problem if people get offended, JT? <laughs> Who is coming up with this crock of shit? Uh, Donnie, I, you know, it's the great unwashed. We've, we've spoken about this a lot. We, people just love to be offended about oh. something. So the word normal is gone. But, Donnie, it gets a bit worse. <laughs> oh, it can't get bloody worse uh-huh, than well, that, Just surely. when you're thinking, you've got to be kidding me. So this is in the UK. A hospital in the UK has just released new guidelines for perinatal care. And the midwives have been urged to say chest milk instead of breast milk. <laughs> 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 
You're shitting me. I am not shitting you. They can no longer refer to it to no. breast milk, and it is now called chest milk, Donnie. Oh, could we please? Now, I'm not into violence, but could we please go in and club the dumb fuck that come up with that? Because that <laughs> is absolutely ludicrous crap, JT. <sighs> when the bloody hell has milk ever come out of someone's chest, mate? It comes out of your breasts or out of your, your tin and you make it up, mate. It doesn't come out of a chest. Oh, who's bloody offended, JT? A lot of people are offended, Donnie, clearly. Well, That's why we make JT, these changes. It's... Hang on, hang on. See, this is what I keep hearing. I keep hearing people are offended. Mm-hmm. What about us, the mm. average normal, boring as batshit human <laughs> that gets offended by that crap, JT? When does our voice get heard? Oh, JT, chop <sighs> me leg off and call me Shorty. This is bloody ridiculous. Shorty, I'm afraid that is uh, real stuff that's happening in the world, and uh, I agree with you. It's just getting just ridiculous. I, there was even a show, and it actually escapes me right now, but there was another show, like a, another um, you know old kids show that they're now uh, under the spotlight again. So you're like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, it's just, yeah, the world's gone to shit, Don. Oh, it's gone. No, but it, it'll continue to go there until people stand up and go, that's crap. Until people stop, by, like seriously, this bullshit minority group that's getting so the knickers in a knot over fucking normal shampoo. If if the millions of people in the hundred ninety countries stop buying it, they'll soon work out that their marketing department is out of touch with the masses, not the bloody squeaky wheel bullshit group that cries foul. The council culture just we've got to start clubbing people, JT. We've got to absolutely. Just whack them. I agree, Zonny. So the, the best thing you can do if you're not happy about it is clearly boycott those brands that are annoying you. So uh, if you look yes, at Unilever, uh, sorry, Unilever, so you know Dove, Tresemme, etc., never buy them again. Easy. Hey, JT, how about this? I've got a conspiracy already. I just made this one up mm, on the back of what okay, you just said around right. all that shit. All right, what do you got? They have watched Alan's Redskins. Mm. Profit margin goes through the roof because everybody went and bought that collector's item pack like I did of those bloody <laughs> Redskins, and the the profits were through the roof. And so then they've thought, well, shit, we'll take this off, and people will think it's a collector's item, and they'll go and buy all this range of normal shit. So JT, I, I think no one buy the normal stuff, and that'll stuff them up. There we go. Heard it first from Donny. Um, now, Don, <laughs> uh, as you said, we've uh, we've actually just scrapped your segment altogether because you just don't listen yeah. to the punters, mate. But thankfully, I've still got my pick of the week. <laughs> no, but I'll, I will be listening next week. What, put the- JT's pick of the week. <laughs> oh, now, Don, I, you know, back to a little bit of geeky stuff here, but I was pretty bloody excited about this Mars, um, you know, Perseverance rover landing on Mars. It is quite staggering. Oh, yeah, you showed us that one the other week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, but, um, well, it's got something else that uh, is pretty bloody exciting, Don, because inside the Perseverance rover, they actually have a helicopter. Huh? Yeah. Who's flying that? They've got a little uh, little drone that uh, a lot of work's gone into it and uh, they're hoping no. that in April it will be ready for its first flight. But I've just got a, a little video here. It's, um, it's got audio. Yeah, what do you got? It's got audio as well, so you'll be able to listen to it as well. It just explains a little bit about it. Sometimes you have to do something just to show that you can do it. When the Wright brothers flew for the first time, they flew an experimental aircraft. And in the same way, the Mars helicopter is designed to show that we can fly powered helicopter flight in the Martian atmosphere. From day one, this was the unwavering dream of our team, to get our helicopter launched to Mars. 
so that we can get that opportunity to do that very first rotorcraft flight test in the actual environment of Mars. It's extremely uh, difficult. I won't go through the whole video. You can watch it on YouTube if you if you want to. But um, their, their first flight is just going to be a simple 20 to 30 second low altitude um, hover, but there's a lot of complexities, Don, because the temperature is about nine, minus ninety degrees, um, so it's very, very tough, and the gravity is very different, of course, on Mars. So they they reckon um, it's about uh, what did they say? I actually read it somewhere, but um, it's going to be really about one percent the density of Earth in terms of gravity. So it's it's about f like flying at thirty thousand meters on the surface of Mars. So they've never so they've done it before. So clearly, though, JT, they've designed something to be able to. Can, well, use in those conditions. They're not well, just saying, right, I will use something the same as we use on Earth. Oh, absolutely. The so they've tried to design it. So the the carbon ro uh, fibre rotors are going to spin at 2,400 RPM, which on Earth it's about 500 RPM. So they've, they've done everything well, they can to try and you know, predict what it's going to be like. But, of course, you know, no one's ever been there, so a lot of it is, is a bit of guesswork. And they can't control it with a joystick because there's about an 11-minute delay between here and... Um, um, Mars, so it's an autonomous um, chopper, so they've sort of programmed it to tell it to do certain stuff. But you know, given that delay, it could actually go up, crash, and uh, we'll, you know, all we'll see is some footage eleven minutes later of bits and pieces everywhere. So, um, but pretty exciting, um, you know, I guess for humanity, I guess to see uh, if they can do the first ever uh, flight uh, on Mars. How good is that, JT? In two segments, you've just gone and shown us what humans are capable of if we think outside the box and how fucking stupid we can be if we want to change names from normal like that is amazing like the extremes that humans are we're a complex beast aren't we uh we certainly are a bloody complex beast um so um i'm going to get into our, uh, our our next segment which is where we get to show you some funny stuff it's time for tiktok oh now, um, You're pretty busy. Yeah, You're we have. Now, following TikTok, we're going to be crossing over to uh, to Nant for our oh, first live cross. live cross to Nant. So that's very, very oh. exciting. So um, we're actually going to have a not a recorded thing. We've not a recording. Got her in. Actually live, Donnie. We'll live. be able to talk to her? Yep. We'll be able to talk to her? Will she talk back to her? Well, well all the technology us? going well. We'll, we'll be able to have a two-way conversation. It'll be incredible. I mean, we No, could... it's more around that will she actually want to talk to us? <laughs> well, <laughs> there is that. Well, I'd like to think she'd like to talk to me, Donnie, and I know she likes you. We're, we're all good. We'll be fine. Right, right. Uh, let's go. Um, TikTok, we've got to get to there. Now, we, we, we do love a couple of good TikToks. TikToks. So, um, now, Donnie, um, this is going to come up quite small on the screen, I suspect, but um, right. you know, sometimes dogs just do silly things sometimes. So I just want you to watch the dog in this video as soon as you see it and just see what right. happens right up so the dog's coming down the stairs <laughs> gets, gets a little <laughs> bit spooked and uh yeah i'll just show you again it gets a little bit spooked and um that's piss funny if you're listening to this get around youtube and watch it because it's funny funny that's so one more uh, time. What's this? So the guy oh, just drops go. the vacuum cleaner and it starts sliding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you little. Um, there we oh. go. So that was a bit of a funny one. Now the next one I want to show you, Donnie. I just want to remember that footage we had. To me, it was just incredible that footage uh, that we showed. I think it was in the last show of that uh, freight ship that just broke apart. Oh, the that one that broke in half. Now, if you didn't see yeah. it, I'm just going to show you again. I'm just going to plot it up. That might have been the one here. I said, look at, JT. Um, because this footage is just incredible. So you've got a tanker. It's just about to go into this wave. Just watch the front of the ship here. If you didn't see the footage, even if you did and you want to see it again, it's incredible. That's right. And the, um, 
the guys on the radio were really calm yeah, yeah, the for tears. a moment. Here we go, watch this. Oh, this is the bit where all hell goes. Greg Flus JT, and so too does the boat. So um, you can see another boat there in the background there, and uh, as I said, there was 13, 13, 14 crew on that boat. They they managed to save 11. Uh, three people did die in that boat accident, which is quite tragic, of course. I think they were below deck. Um, but there was some more footage, Donnie, it came through of a big wave, and I just wanted to show that as well because, Jesus, it frightens the shit out of me, to be honest. But have a look at this one. This is uh, in New Zealand. This is one of the uh, New Zealand uh, warships, I believe. Have a look at this. And we're showing this to help the cruise industry get back on their feet. Size this way. Oh, this is a big warship. That's God. Oh, can you explain that, JT? If you're watching, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of scared then. <laughs> that wave has just completely engulfed the front of that uh, that ship. It was uh, why people get on ships like that is beyond me, Donnie. Well, I think hopping on the ship, JT, it's always pretty calm. It's oh. when they get out in the big water. That's when shit goes. Yeah, uh, maybe that's the trick. Don't go out in the big water, right? And now yeah, for the last one, Donnie, we want to show you something. Right, what do you got? It, it, it's just going to blow your mind. Now, I can tell you it's going to blow your mind, but, well, it's just better off the, the guy telling you himself. Right. Okay, so uh, this is going to completely blow your mind, completely mm. off the top of your shoulders when I show you this. Ready? You're looking at KFC's official Twitter account. There's the colonel, okay? There's the check mark, official. They have 1.4 million followers. They're following only 11. I'm curious, who are the 11? Well, you've got Jerry and Melanie and Emma and Mel C and Victoria. Okay, the Spice Girls. Then you've got this guy Herb and that guy Herb and that guy Herb and that. Hold on. 11 people they're following, the Spice Girls and six Herb. They're following the 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> KFC. I'm not worthy. Oh, that's piss funny, JT. That is very, very good for that fellow. That mm -hmm. is uh, impressive. And KFC, that clearly very, very good sense of humor. I mean, if you... If you're dishing up and selling what they're selling, you've got a sense of humour, so good on them. <laughs> uh, very true. Now, Donnie, it is that time where we get to do our first uh, live cross for the evening, so we're going to take a big breath from the technical perspective because we're going to be introducing the wonderful, beautiful other half of me, uh, the, clearly the better-looking one uh, mm -hmm. of, of the relationship, uh, Nat, who's going to be You notice us. I didn't resist. Uh, yeah, I know. I didn't even, <laughs> you could have stuck up for me a little bit. Um, and she's going to be joining us every week to give us some some health tips. So, first of all, let's, uh, let's welcome... Welcome, Nant, to the show. Welcome, Nant. Oh, she is there. We hope. She's, actually, she's still on mute, She's funny, busy so, talking um, to someone else. She's not even interested in us. Nant, come to us. <laughs> Victor, Charlie, Charlie, come in, please. There we go. Hello, Nant. Nant, you're on. Hi, guys. Oh, she's Whew. there. I think she was just standing us up, deliberately not bloody talking to us, JT. There you are. Now I've got you. There, we, there you go. Oh, fantastic. Just turn your Facebook one off, Nant. Oh, okay. Yeah, have done. Oh, this will be the... There we go. The, this is the power of technology, Ned. We listen to JT. He's got this all sorted. He talks me through it every week. 
No, that's what you got me for, though. So uh, I'm good for something at least. Uh, so technology. Now, um, now we we had a wonderful chat early in the week, Nan, because I know a lot of people. Uh, we had a we had a voice recording of you on our last episode, but uh, we thought people probably don't know a lot about you. So we did a fantastic uh, episode with you a bit earlier. Now people can find that episode somewhere on our um, on our website. So you can just find it uh, on special editions, and we've now got Nan Nissen. Uh, there's a few our, feature interviews on there, JT. It's our latest edition, correct? So uh, there's a photo of wonderful Nat and myself. So you can go on. Look and what you're to willing that, um, to do to get yourself in there, JT. <laughs> uh, anything to get myself on uh, on my own show. Um, so a bit of look at me. <laughs> now, Nat, for, for those that haven't um, watched the uh, podcast, because we only released that this afternoon, just give us a quick overview about uh, about your good self. So I've been in the industry nearly 27 years. Um, Lots of qualification, naturopath, nutritionist, counsellor, NLP, aromatherapist, masseur, uh, personal trainer, master trainer, uh, rehab specialist, chronic pain. So done a lot over the years and I've done it because I've experienced illness myself. So everything I've learnt has been because I've been ill or been injured. I've gotten better and have thought I need to help people get better also. I need to help people understand that there's a better way to live. So that's where my learnings have come from and I'm out to um, change the world and make people see well, you're there's in a, a better way. You're in a good spot to do it on the Giddy Up podcast with our massive global audience. <laughs> Mate, so All the change happens right here. We've got a beer sponsor. That's, that's, <laughs> you can have beer, beer as well. Uh, now, awesome. Now, Nat, well, we started off last week telling everyone about some tips on how to lose weight because we know it's something that everyone is, is really struggling oh, with, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, we've all stacked on a few little COVID kilos. And uh, so uh, we thought we'd throw you over to you to give us uh, – the first tip uh, was um, throw away your scales, obviously. So what's the, uh, the second tip? Yeah. Second tip is the displacement replacement theory. Now, I know we're short of time, so I can put something um, on the page about this in the group if you wanted to know more, but basically we need to, when we start doing health kicks or diets or whatever it is, if you're not under edu an educated professional's care, what you want to do is actually not take anything away, especially not at the start. So you can't take something away without replacing something. It doesn't work. So if we look at the four pillars that I always talk about, it was in the interview, we don't want to just take away wine. We don't want to take away chips. We don't want to take away beer. We don't want to say I'm not having processed food anymore. It's much more realistic and sustainable long-term to start adding things in and building those habits the other way. We always take things out and it never works. So what we want to do is replace before we displace. And so, for example, if you know you don't drink enough water, before you have a wine or a beer at night, have a glass of water. Have a glass of water before bed. Have a glass of water in the morning. If you know that um, you're going to have your chips and wine and beer at night, have a plate of veggie sticks and dip beforehand before you have the chips. Add in those veggies and add in a better habit before. If you know you don't exercise, go for a 10-minute walk a day. But start adding things in each week, one thing in a week, instead of taking something else out because – this replacement has to come before displacement. I like it, Nan. I'm going to digest that. So the way I see it is I'm going to add a Tim Tam before I take away <laughs> the apple. Oh, Jesus. So if I got that right. <laughs> uh. 
I like it. This is bloody great advice. JT, you're very wise getting Nant on. <laughs> yeah, well, um, good thing is Nant's super smart, so she's dealt with plenty of people like you before, Donnie, so you're in for a world of hurt, mate. You're not going to be able to run and hide. Yeah. Hey, You've got five sessions with me, Don. Just wait. <laughs> oh, no, mate. Hey, and talking about your sessions, the first one we're going to be doing is getting the tweezers, and we're going to be pulling out bloody scales. There was broken scales all down my street when I went for a walk the other day. Everyone took their scales out and threw them on the street. So the <laughs> people are listening now, that's for sure. Uh, they, <laughs> they definitely are. So, Nant, thanks for joining us. Um, we do want to encourage everyone, if you've got questions for Nant that you want to know about health, um, just whack them in the comments or send it into the show, and we will address them on the show next week. So, if you've got anything you want to know, call, think of Nant as the uh, as the the uh, the health buster or the, the myth health buster uh, around anything oh, yes. health and wellness, and she'll make sure you've got some answers. How good is that? Thanks, Nant. Buddy, good to see Thanks, you, mate. Bye. Well done. Bye. Thanks, Nant. Uh, there we go. So our first live cross. A slight delay there, Donny, on the on the sound, but we'll we'll get that one sorted for next week. Well, JT, I tell you what, if that's a quality of of um, information that we're going to bring to our listeners, uh, this is going to go through the roof, JT, through the bloody roof. Well, that's that's well, it's smart, very, isn't it? Very different from our stuff, Don, because that's actually got um, you know science and skill and fact behind it. So yeah, that's right. So uh, <laughs> uh, the, the class of our show just went up about a hundredfold then. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. What's next, JT? Oh, well, we like talking about some some really cool stuff, and I've got an absolute ripper for this one, which just just by chance happens to go into our you bloody ripper segment, Donnie. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. You bloody ripper! Now, Donny, I, <laughs> you know, ever since this lockdown, I, you know, the the police have lost a few, mm. um, you know, they've lost a bit of credibility, haven't they? Let's be honest. Well, unfortunately for them, they were following a lot of rules that probably if they, you know, away from their job may have questioned, but doing their job, they've had to just follow through with it. So That's you're right. right. Yep. There's been some ordinary moments, but so too is uh, the Karens of the world. So what else? But clearly they're not all bad. There's some bloody great police out there doing awesome stuff, that's, JT. That's so what have exactly they done? Right. That's why we're in our You Bloody Ripper uh, section, Donnie, because right. we want to give a shout out to the New South Wales Police Force. And, and in particular, Donnie... With, with the little horses, what what's that department called, Don? Oh, the giddy-ups. The giddy-ups, yes. So the uh, <laughs> we want to give a shout-out to the New South Wales Police Force, giddy-ups. Um, the Mounties. The Mounties, because they have done something which I think is bloody awesome, and I'm just going to um, put this photo up here for you. Um, but um, this is a photo here. This is the New South Wales Police Force, and they've actually gone to go... not arresting her, are they? <laughs> no, they've gone to visit um, a Newcastle woman named Rita Meredith. She was in palliative care. And one of her last wishes was to um, to see and smell a horse one final time. And um, so she used to serve back in the UK in the Mounted Police Unit and so obviously had a very strong affinity with horses. And um, so it was her, yeah, one of her dying wishes was to um, to, to see the horses again. And um, so they put the shout out, her son put the shout out and um, the New South Wales Police Force um you know, actually travelled a fair distance to uh, to come and see her. But, um, yeah, I just thought that is fantastic. It was awesome to see. So I think well-deserved of a, a very good shout-out to the New South Wales Police Force for uh, for granting uh, Rita Meredith one of her, her final wishes. 
How good is that, mate? I'll tell you what. So you know what it does, JT? It just makes you realise that there's good humans in all walks of life. And and sometimes people have got a shit job to do, but they just they step up to the plate and nothing, you know, palliative care, it, it is a mongrel of a space because the reality is people aren't coming home from there. Yep. And to be able to grant a dying wish, like that is not only for Rita who received that, but those two police people will never not remember that as well like that'll that'll stay with them for life you know that their ability and and of course you know our listeners that get to share in that joy and, and other people in the uh, in, in the police force knowing that you know they're doing some amazing stuff so good find jt well done you bloody ripper love it yeah well done guys i think that is awesome now uh, unfortunately what goes up must come down donny so uh we've got Uh-oh. to highlight um dickhead of the week let's it's just probably got a dickhead coming yeah we have sadly Dickhead of the week. This is a tough segment, JT, because it always brings us to the cesspit of society. Is that where we're going today, or is it just? A, yeah, it is. Unfortunately, again, uh, we're going to just call out call out Gordon Elliott. Now, Gordon Elliott is a Grand National winning trainer, horse trainer. Um, so we're on the horses. Well, we've already here. got you offside. Yeah, correct. And uh, well, he's currently been banned from racing horses in Britain while authorities investigate a photograph. Um, now I'm going to show the photograph. So. A heads up, if you don't like looking at distressing things, uh, I'd suggest you look away now, but I think I need to show the photo. So I'm going to pop it up now and I'll tell you when it's off. Um, so the photo is there on the screen right now. And for those of you who are listening here, what you're seeing is a guy who is sitting on top of a dead racehorse uh, on his phone, um, just giving a, you know, how you going to the uh, to the camera. So the shot is now off the screen. Um and so the 42-year-old, uh, he's profoundly, uh, apologise you know, profoundly for any offence the photo has caused. Um, so, look, dickhead in the first place for doing it because you think what sort of a toss bag would even do that, mm. right? But here's what really yeah. riled me up, Donnie, because he's tried to defend it. And have, have a, this is, quote, I was standing over the horse waiting to help with the removal of the body in the course of which, to my memory... I received a call and without thinking, I sat down to take it. Hearing a shout from one of my team, I gestured to wait until I was finished. Oh, that's bullshit. Now, I'm going to put the photo up again, just as a bit of a warning. So remember, apparently he sat down to take the call and he heard a shout from one of his team and he gestured to wait until he was finished. Have a look and you tell me if you think he gestured a wait signal. Here we go. It's going on the screen again. Now, no, that's not weights. That, that's buddy. I'm posing for a photo, mate. Absolutely. Japanese style, mate. Absolutely. No, you're a dickhead, mate. Oh, when I read this first up, JT, I thought, oh, you know what? Listen to what he said. I reckon uh, maybe he, I can see where he's – I can sort of take my head there and go, yeah, I can understand that if you're sort of standing over one side and you just, you know, phone calls take you in a different place. But that is – Complete bullshit. He sat down there and he's got no respect at all. And now nah, I reckon you're spot on the mark, JT. He's a dickhead and our dickhead of the week without question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it's bloody great that he's getting his ass kicked too from not just the public but his own uh, industry because that shit's not cool. No, nah, it's not cool at all. Now, um, what is exciting though, Donnie, because we, we, we've got enough doom and gloom out of the show. We've got some pretty amazing things to come and most of it is just laugh central. And not only have we got laughs, and I've got one of the funniest videos 
I've ever shown on the show. You've talked this up, JT, oh, oh, from Donnie, it is over two weeks that I've been waiting for Every this, time JT. I see it, it just makes me laugh every single All time. Right, I'll tell you so what. we've got that coming yeah, up pretty soon. We've got the Money Whisperer. We've got a live cross still to Mick Duffy, and Mick has got some cracking stories. Be. Yeah, and he's got some cracking oh. stories he's going to share with everyone. So we've got that coming up. I've we've got, got a couple of life food, hacks JT. coming up, and I've got a cracking dad joke good. as well. So we've got plenty to go on the show already. So we've been cracking Jeez, on a we better get cracking. I know, we've got to get cracking, don't we? So now, Donnie, we we did have this new segment where we had a, um, a, a code phrase. You remember last week uh, we, we got everyone Oh, to yes, yes, that's right, yes. What yeah, was and, it again, and JT, it, it was, yeah, it was my favourite chocolate is. That was the uh, – Ah, uh, yes. Was that the, did I get the right? Yes, yeah, my favourite chocolate on. is. Yeah. And people – and I, I bloody put my hand up and said, Golden Raft, mate, or, uh, or Bounty. And um, – yeah, or go crunchy in there too, eat around the outside. So people put in, JT, a lot of people put in, didn't they? So, well, there's a few here. And what are they going to win, Don, if they uh, – if they oh, we're going to do just the, good the big spin, really? so what are they going to get? Well, have we given away a tradie.com voucher, JT? Can well, we do that? We have not, Donnie. So that is exactly what they're going to be getting. So this is for a – We've um, had a bit of weekender action, JT. Uh, so it's exciting. Now, just give me one second. One. We're about to um, – Oh, yeah, JT. This is oh, – too much. Um, this is weekender. I sh- really, one day I will learn to um, – Yeah, to get that to go on right. <laughs> Right, now we're going to um, get the big wheel spinning. There she is. So we are going to. Oh, they're all the, the people wheel. that have put in. These are the people Rachel that told us their, um, their favourite chocolate from last week. So we're going to spin this wheel, and the winner gets themselves a hundred dollar tradie.com voucher. So good luck to everyone SJM, on the wheel. Ben, I think that would be your mum. If I'm hello, hello, Matthews. Matthew S, congratulations. You well, well, yourself. well, Matthew S. Uh, you've won yourself that is a $100 a voucher. Now, Donnie, we're, we're going to do it again this week, so we're going to give everyone a code phrase again this week. Now, if you're listening live, um, you go into the draw, of course, uh, and if you just hear oh, yeah. this, you happen to hear this on a podcast later on or you're watching the Facebook video or the YouTube video or you've gone to the Giddy Up uh, podcast.com.au website and watch it, you what can website still enter. What website Up podcast.com.au, uh, you can oh, still enter one. the draw. So this doesn't have to be a live one. What we do do is oh, give you two so entries. So those people that wrote that review and said, Don, you shit because you're saying stuff, mm-hmm. they were listening to it. So we're not excluding them. They also can be involved, JT. <laughs> That's right. So so if you listen live and you <laughs> type it in it. live on the show right now, you get two entries on the big wheel. If you, if you listen to us later on, you'll still get an entry into the wheel. So the code phrase for this week, Donnie, uh, well, you have to write it exactly as is, my favourite football team is... <sighs> Because We're about to divide people. The AFL is, and rugby is firing up at the moment. So my favourite football team is... Uh, and we know, won't judge people on what they say. We'll just put them in the no, drawer. No, that's right? right. They just go in the drawer. It doesn't matter what you say. We won't uh, call you out being a flog if you're back for Collingwood or anything. But promise. And do they need their own teeth if it's a Collingwood supporter <laughs> or they don't no, need No, we're not even going to make any of those jokes, Donnie. We're just no, we won't do it. No, we respect all, right. all people's decisions, Donnie. Um, now... So, Except if they're normal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so just, uh, yeah, my favourite football team is and wad it in and we'll have a look at the comments uh, later on, add you into the draw. Now, of course, there is still some prizes so to be given away. So they can do that now. Now. Get into it. Janine's already on Get it. Get into it, suckers. Janine's on it. Go your hardest. Bang. We love it. So go your oh, hardest. Janine. And while you're doing that, I'm going to play the Money now. Whisperer, who's got a great tip. So while you're typing oh. in your comments, have a listen to the Excellent. Money Whisperer. Type away, humans. 
G'day guys, it's the Finance Whisperer here with all things money and finance weekly update. Just the Australian property market as a whole continues to absolutely boom, particularly in the eastern states. Um, we've, I've mentioned Sunshine Coast and Mornington Peninsula quite often, but they, are, they continue to absolutely boom. I think that'll continue to, I think that'll start to put some sort of pressure on interest rates. So if you've got an owner occupied at home loan, I'd seriously consider you can get for three or four years just over 2% or under in some cases. I think that's got to be seriously tempting to put at least um, a fair share of your home loan on knowing that you've got just ridiculously low historical rates for a long period of time. Um, certainly worth giving your uh, bank or a broker a call to discuss that. Um, I mentioned Haven Protocol and Handshake last week in terms of cryptos. It's been an, another amazing ride this week in crypto, in the crypto world, but that's pretty much stock standard. Haven um, Handshake's gone up 58% since I mentioned it last Thursday, but I believe it will get to a dollar by the end of the year. There's so much actual real world, real world usage for that. And Haven Protocols had a bit of a correction. So I think it's a good opportunity to jump in and get that. In terms of stocks, it's good to see Webjet. It's one we've been talking about for some time. Um, go up, get a nice 50 cent bounce on the news of the vaccine begin, starting to get rolled out and the, the borders being opened up um, nationally at the moment. There's no restrictions from moving from between any state at the moment with zero in each state. So I think we've yet still got a fair way to go. I'll be back next week with another update. Cheers. Oh, he's nailed it again. I tell you what, crypto is hot at the moment, Tony, isn't it? <laughs> oh, JT, I just have a bit of a look to see how the old Webjet's going. And uh, in Handshake, Hoden Protocol, like this is all a whole new language for some people. Mm -hmm. And fair enough too, because it is uh, it is a way. JT, I think it'd be awesome. And, and I'd be happy to listen to the uh, our listeners, whether there's an interest in, because I know you have a massive fan of the, the um, cryptocurrency. And I, I have a little dabble. I, yeah. I stick a half a toe in it. And given for me, that's actually a full toe. Um, but I'm genuinely interested. Interested. But I think the money whisper, I think for a lot of people who aren't investing yet in that space in a decentralized currency world, mm, it would mm. be awesome to um, find out a bit more about like just understanding this, understanding how it works, you know, what to keep an eye out for. So I wonder if that's, uh, oh dear, oh dear. Don's <laughs> in trouble. Well, that is a, that is a uh, yeah, that's not a cool outcome, that one. That yeah. is my wife right there, my beautiful first wife, posting how's mine going, Don, um, because I might have tipped her into some that we're having a bit of a Correction, shall we call oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> um, just after. So anyway, well, hang yes. in there, mate. We well, might long... be able to get the money whisper on and talk a little bit more about some of that stuff in future episodes. And uh, I mean, there was a crypto coin, and look, this isn't the norm clearly, but there was one a couple of days ago, Donnie, that uh, I wish I had some money in it, and I bloody didn't, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't, Don, but uh, Chili's it was called, and it's uh, gone up 100 times. So if you'd put in a dollar, you would have had 100 bucks in two days. Happy um, days, JT. A lot of people have made a lot of money out of Chili's. So, um, but there is certainly a lot of money and a lot of money to be, sorry, a lot of money to be earned and a lot of money to be lost in crypto. So uh, yes. the, the key is to only put in what you're prepared to lose with uh, with crypto. And and JT, also yes. on that too, the, uh, the, the fact that our money whisperer mm. has just given himself a little bit of a head wobble and <laughs> turned himself into the bloody finance whisperer. If you I don't know, mind, I noticed a little subtle get, change. What That's about me. that? I can't wait to get him on and just funny get stuck into him there. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> right. himself up. All things finance. I love it. But he's right, though. 
He's bloody right. Oh, he's he's always right. He's I think he's not yeah. put a foot wrong since he's been on the show. So uh, yeah. he's generally well, that's got why some really good. Show. Well, that's very true. We only take the best. Last time I put a foot so. wrong, you chopped it off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can we do another live cross, JT? Oh, what can we do? I'd love to do a live cross because they don't come bigger than one of our main sponsors, Donny. Oh, this guy's – this is it. Have we got it? Is he coming back? He's coming he back. He did that feature interview with okay. us, and I thought that was him spent all his, his giddy-up coins, and he was never coming back. No, no. He's, but he's a genuine sponsor. He's got some skin in the game. I love it. Bloody exciting. So let's cross live to Mick now. G'day, Mick. How are you going? Oh, there he is. Hey, JT. Don, how are you, guys? Bloody sensational, hey, mate. Hey, now, are you in the now brewery? Where us. are you, Mick? I'm not in the brewery, mate. No, I'm, I'm sitting out uh, – in the living room at the moment, mate. So, no, I'm not in the brewery. Oh, You've been look, sampling the good stuff. Yes. Sorry to disappoint. Well, yeah, it is, well, what is it, 9, it's almost 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. So That's I'm not drinking cool. milkshakes, but yeah, I'm um, enjoying a big cat. <laughs> oh, I love that. And and what you won't hear from us on this show ever is drink responsibly. We figure stuff it. If you're <laughs> drinking, you do it your way. Unless it's your um unless it's one of your gins or vodkas, Don, then we might need to just uh bar down oh. a bit on that. Yeah, yeah. Pull right <laughs> up on that. Now now Mick, when we uh, when we had you on this show, we were we asked our listeners to come up with some uh, some interesting or send in some mm. interesting stories, yes. Donnie. Um, because they're obviously all around the mystery of the big cat and we thought, well, what other mysteries yeah. are out there? So Mick, what, what did you come up with? What did our listeners send in? Yeah, JT, the, the, the giddy up listeners and viewers um, came with the goods. Now we had a we had a heap of stories that um, that came in. Um, I had the I had the job of picking a winner. Um, so the winner's gonna receive a, a case of our mysterious ale uh, beer. This is uh, this one here, the mysterious ale. Oh, there it is. Um, so they're gonna receive a case of that. Um, but look, I, I I won't go into to all the details of each of the story, but there was a, a few shout outs for a couple of great stories that we heard with a bit of mystery uh, to them. And um, we had a we had a bunyip sighting from um, from James and his mates that were sitting around a, a campfire on the banks of Moama back in about uh, two thousand and three. They saw a creature that wasn't a kangaroo, it wasn't a deer. It, it, it was something they just uh, that they just couldn't explain. Um, we also had uh, Dinah in Geelong who had pebbles getting delivered on her front doorstep for about a month or so. Every morning she'd go out there, there'd be these four or five pebbles sitting on the doorstep. Couldn't explain it, could, couldn't understand it. And then after about a month they worked out that a magpie was um, was coming and, uh, <laughs> and placing their pebbles there. So a bit of mystery solved there, I think, for, for Dinah. And we also had a big cat sighting. We had Timmy Green had a, um, a big cat sighting as he was um, – he was bushwalking at the back of Wilson's Prom and about 20 metres from where he was walking, he came face to face with a big black look cat panther. Um, he quickly turned around and went back the other way after it, uh, after it shuffled on into the bushes and he went and saw the ranger and the ranger basically said to him, yeah, that's the, that's the panther. We've had, a, we've had a bunch of those sightings oh, up here. Wow. So, Whoa. Didn't happen mm. to get a so, yeah, there was a, it was a big cat one, um, so, but I had to choose a winner, like I said. So it was, it was a bit of mystery and intrigue with these ones. Um, mm. And uh, the winner came from um, Sam, Sam Ward, who, um, again, back in 2003, something must have been happening back in 2003 because we had a couple of stories from that year. Um, but he was working at a pub in Richmond, uh, a pub that uh, you boys might have been to before called the, the Spread Eagle there on Bridge Road. Um, it's an old pub. I think it's about 130 odd years old. Um, 
and there'd been these stories of the top room of this pub. Um, there was a bar upstairs and, the, and there'd been stories and different music and different things being heard at different times from this, um, from this top bar. So um, Sam, was, uh, Sam was opening up one morning after there'd been um, yeah, a night before. It might have been a Sunday morning, I think it might have been. Um, he was opening up by himself. He was cleaning uh, the bar. He'd gone up to the top bar. Um, he was cleaning up the top bar, um, had a bit of a weird feeling about it, when all of a sudden there was a, a few CDs, this is back in 2003, so there was a few CDs that were sitting on the fireplace um, and the CDs flew across the room, hit the ground, um, unexplainably. So <laughs> Sam turned around, did like him did, he saw that big cat, and he ran downstairs, um, ran out of the pub, waited for the manager to arrive, and he said, you won't bloody believe it. I've been up in the top bar. The CDs have fallen off, uh, flown off the off the, um, the mantelpiece of the fireplace. They headed up there together and uh, and these CDs were sitting back on the mantelpiece up there at this pub. <laughs> in, in, so. No <laughs> way. Oh, yeah. it's done. Yeah, so. Oh, that's chills. Oh, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yep. There's a winner right there, that Nick. That is I tell definitely you. Uh, worth a winner, that one. Bloody hell. I would this never get foot in that big, pub mate. ever Are again. Are we sticking with this segment? This will bring – oh, Mick. I know this is going to have some bloody stories, but I'm going to be freaked out each week bloody listening to them. <laughs> well, what we thought, Don, we thought because of Sam's story, I had to pick a winner, and I think that gave me chills when I, I had it as well. So Sam's got a case of the mysterious ale. We're going to give him a, a yeah! bit of merch, a, a glass, and I'm going to get for Mick and Merch and bottle openers to the others as well. But what we thought for next um, for the next episode, um, we've also got a legendary lager. So this is this one here. <laughs> so instead of sticking with our mysterious stories, what we thought was um, every family's got a bit of a legendary story that they've got. There's legendary stories that go through all families. Donnie, I'm sure you've got a, a couple of dozen stories oh. that go through your family. Um, <laughs> well, I've got a few things go through my family and uh, some of them are current. <laughs> but, yes, there'll be some legendary stories, no doubt, me. So what we want to do, just like last time, we want the we want the listeners to go onto the page and, and share with us these legendary family stories. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll come back next episode, and um, and again, the the winner will get a case of our legendary lager, a full case, Mick. Mm-hmm. That's right, Don. Oh. The big long necks, a full case. So the mysterious ale will be <laughs> hitting Sam's so way, and yeah, we'll be giving away a, a legendary lager next episode. Oh, Sam should have tucked into one of them before he went out and cleaned the top room, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's bloody awesome. It's good stuff, mate. And that's still bloody scaring the crap out of me, that uh, I know, right? that story. Yeah. I, I would Jeez. never, ever step foot in that room ever again. Like, it's just not a hope in hell. Scared, no. That shit's scared. Oh, that's, I would, but I'd have to me. be there with someone. Oh, like, bloody I'd an exorcist or something. I'd want to be there with a priest. Oh, bloody God. <laughs> no way. Uh, that's awesome, Mick. Well, we we, uh, we love uh, – if you're going to bring these stories, mate, we're going to be out of a job. So uh, we, we love that. That's awesome. Oh, mate. I'm going to send my no, microphone good, to good. you, Mick, and that'll be the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the listeners that are bringing the stories. So, yeah, bring in the, the legendary stories for next episode and we'll, um, yeah, we'll hopefully we'll have a few more good, good tales to tell. And I'm sure we will. Oh, awesome. can't wait. This will be good too. Mick, thanks yep. for joining us. I know it's a Saturday night, mate, so appreciate you uh, just having a couple of extra uh, Yarra Valley, Valley Big Cat. 
can't, can't speak to my viewers' notice. Yarra Valley <laughs> Beer Company, Big Cat, Beer Company. Big Cat, Why Beer did Company. you make it That's so many one. bloody letters, Mick? Why can you make it easier for bloody blokes like me? I'm sorry. Just call it Big Cat from now on, JT. Hey, Let's I'm go with that. Big cat what do you have the to do cat. if you have to email someone? You say, oh, Mick at Yarra Valley Beer Company, Big Cat, <laughs> Beer. Well, you just give up. They just run their fingers along the yeah. keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Keep right. <laughs> Be wearing out keyboards like no tomorrow, man. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. Oh, excellent, well, mate. We'll get some great yarns. No, we, we were looking forward to some great yarns. And, of course, if you are interested in, in us some beer, go and check out the Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company website. Uh, there's lots of awesome stuff on there as long as as well as some merchandise. Uh, already sold out, some of it, as we've touched on. So yeah, some of your mum had a crack at it. <laughs> sold out, mate. So they're big stuff, mate. They're the real deal. Love it, Mick. Love it. It is the real deal. So uh, thanks again, Mick. We look forward to uh, having you on the show again next week with some more awesome stories. Love your work. Thanks, boys. See you, See you, Good on you, See you next week. All right. Well, we are in the run home. And, uh, well, what a bloody good story that was, uh, Donnie. Um, yeah, tingles, that one. Mate, there's some – we like that sort of stuff. Like that's what our sponsors bring, JT. A bit of skin in the game. They do they bring come, the skin They the bring game. the goods. Bloody love it. Love now, it. Donnie, I think it's time for, uh, well, something that, uh, well, you know, it's this one. Dad joke of the week. (laughs) (laughs) JT, I thought you were going to throw to my life hack, and I'm thinking – I'm hanging for a dad joke before I can do a life hack. So well, there we go. We've got the well life done. hack. So we've got life hack and the funniest video you're ever going to see coming up, your final fling, and then we are done. So, Donnie, straight into this. So Buddy and his wife, got? Edna, they go to the state fair every year, and every year Buddy would say, Edna, I'd like to ride in that helicopter. And Edna always replied, I know, Buddy, but the helicopter ride is 50 bucks, and 50 bucks is 50 bucks. Well, one year, Buddy and Edna went to the fair and Buddy said, Edna, I'm 85 years old. If I don't ride that helicopter, I might never get another chance. And to this, Edna replied, Buddy, that helicopter ride is 50 bucks and 50 bucks is 50 bucks. But the pilot overheard the couple and said, Folks, I'll make you a deal. I'll take the both of you for a ride and if you can stay quiet for the entire ride... And don't say a word, I won't charge you a penny. But if you say one word, it's $50. So Buddy and Edna agreed and up they went. And the pilot did all kinds of fancy manoeuvres, but not a word was heard. He did his daredevil tricks over and over and over again, but still not a word. So when they landed... (laughs) The pilot turned to Buddy and he said, well, by golly, he said, I did everything I could to get you to yell out, but you didn't. He said, I'm, I'm bloody impressed. And Buddy replied, well, to tell you the truth, I almost said something when Edna fell out, but, you know, 50 bucks is 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very good, JT. I like that. That's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, very simple oh, one. Um, now, um, Donnie, yeah. um, we do have a few life hacks that we wanted to sh- quickly share with people before we get into oh, yes, the quick. funniest video you're ever going to see. So we've got the uh, the stinger for life hacks. There you go. So, JT, what we're uh, seeing for the viewers at home uh, that are watching this, and for those that aren't, I will 
mm. talk you through it. Weird stuff. Cable ties, yeah. JT. Yep, yep. Cable, cable ties. ties. Yeah, normally, you get a cable tie, you put it on, and yep. then you get your pliers and you clip it off. Clip it off, yep. Right? The problem when you do that yep. is there's always a sharp bit. Oh, cut yourself always. on That's that plenty just, of times, yeah. It's a bastard, yeah. right? How's this for a life hack, JT? You're going to like it. I'm just hooking up another cable tie to my yep. microphone good, good stand. There. Yep. Yep. Instead of cutting it, JT, right. just whack your uh, pliers on there yep. and just Can't twist, see twist, twist, screen, twist. Yep. We're just twisting, JT. Ah, We're just we twisting. Yep, yep, yep. That will break off. JT, smooth as a... Buddy, big cat. Hang on. No so, sharp bits. I shit you not. So you just it twist is it genius, around, JT. Just... So instead of cutting your cable tie, just put your pliers on it, twist it, and it'll be smooth. That one come fresh from Jamum, who has been viewing every single show we've ever done live, JT. So very, very about time his buddy contributed, and I reckon it's been awesome that he gave me that one because that saved me from having lots of cuts and scratches. So well done, Jamum. Bloody impressive. I'd never seen that one before. Well, I'm going to show you someone. Um, I'm going to show you one tip, Donny. Now, you know when you have a, a party and you've got people coming over to dinner and, and you sort of you want to oh, yes, you want to impress, right? You want to say, well, I've got to put on oh. some decent food. I want to impress everyone, make my food look put great, some clothes taste on. good. Yeah, preferably put some clothes on if it's one of those kind of parties, Donny. And uh, and um, so I thought here's a little hack that we could share with people. Uh, if you just a great way of making some little tiny little hors d'oeuvres that you might want to dish up with your friends. Have a look at this. What do you got? It's just using a syringe. If you're listening, watch watch what they do here. Just a little bit Ooh. of clunk clunk clunk. I've just put a little too. Got a syringe. And <laughs> oh, JT, you'll see them. Right, <laughs> explain this, JT, to the people listening. I don't know how to explain What that, have they just it? done? Um, it's pretty impressive, though, isn't it? It is impressive. So they've just had a, a syringe. They've, they've chopped the end off it, though, JT. That's right. It's a big syringe. Yep. And they've just stabbed it in a whole lot of shit like cheese and ham and bread and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they've just put a, put a, toothpick a through little toothpick in it. Done. Bang. JT, sensational. Speaking of people coming over, JT, Mm -hmm. for maybe a quiet little bevy, Mm -hmm. right, I'm going to give you one more little life hack. When you go to, you know, when you um, you put your lid on, and Mm -hmm. often when you go to put, I'm not going to drink here. This is a a, a Don uh, vodka, fresh made. I'm not going to drink this. This isn't about the drink. This is actually about putting caps on, JT. You know, sometimes you go to put a cap on and you thread the bloody thing and it gets tight and you just can't. If you want to put your cap on Mm -hmm. and get it right every time, put it there and just turn it backwards for a little bit. It'll clip into the right spot and you... Perfectly every time. So before you turn on, turn off, find the little groove, bang, straight on. You'll never stuff up putting your cap on again, JT, ever. There we go. That's why you watch people watch this show, Donnie, for amazing tips like that. And that was uh, homebrew. I did that. I've been talking this up for a long time now, but I'm going to show you one oh, of the funniest videos. Oh, I think oh, it's no, bloody I'm hilarious. Just, gonna so just set myself up. For get, get yourself nice and comfy. Only goes for about 20 seconds or 30 seconds, but it's uh, it's comedy gold. Right. And, okay. Uh, well, Donnie, I know you've actually contributed to this because I know it's a it's a cause that's very close to your heart, which is the oh. Make, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, Make-A-Wish, and, yes. And I think it's fantastic that they do a lot of things for people. And, uh, well, this was just great to see another little boy's dream Come true, Donnie. Wearing number one for the Los Angeles traffic today is nine-year-old Tommy Douglas. Tommy has lived most of his life in the hospital after being born with a potato for a heart and will undergo a heart transplant surgery next weekend. 
He's about as big of a traffic fan as they come, so in partnership with the Grant Wish Foundation, both teams have agreed to come together and have Tommy run the first play of the game. And he got the handoff, and there he goes. Made a little cutback move, and it looks like he's going to go all the way. <laughs> Look at him go. Good way. Wow. This is really one of those heartwarming moments in sports where you just... Oh! Oh! Oh, my God! That was just... That is not good. Oh, dear. That still so, makes me laugh, and I've seen it a hundred times. Oh, someone forgot to tell that fellow that little Tommy's a visitor for the day. He wiped him out like smack. Dead set. Oh, Funniest God, video I've Jake. probably ever seen. There we go. Oh, you heartless bastard. Oh, I can't believe you laughed at that, Jason. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I still laugh at it. Every time I see it, I laugh at it. Uh, there oh, we go. that is gold. Oh, no, Tony. We love uh, rounding out the show with, uh, well, the best segment of the lot. Uh, JT, I tell you, this one here, the, uh, the final fling, this one is a, a little bit of pay attention to yourself and the reason I say that is because so often we ask people for advice JT a lot of advice and sometimes believe it or not the best advice sits within us and we will we call it our gut feel what's our gut feel about something we should listen to that JT no matter what we should listen to what our gut says our gut will give us a little bit of instinct a bit of guidance whether something doesn't feel right it probably isn't and we should listen to it but more importantly JT that's a bit of a an invisible thing that people can take notice of or not but a conscious thing that I'm encouraging people to do particularly this week is you can ask any question you want and you can get answers from anywhere you like, but you also should contribute to the answer. So what I'm saying is you go to a doctor and you ask him a question about something, don't forget to contribute also to that. So it, nobody else knows you better than you do, and we should always make sure that we look after and we ask and we serve ourselves. We, we, it's absolutely fundamental that we contribute to the answer of any question that we're willing to ask. Then we get a complete picture. JT, that is my final fling. I love your final flings, Donnie. Always wonderful words of wisdom. So we do want to thank everyone for uh, for watching or listening to the podcast, whether it's live or on video, on demand, as they say these days. Uh, we will be back uh, in about a week or so with our next episode. I'm in Adelaide next week. And Donnie, what are you up to next week? Oh. Good luck in Adelaide, JT. I went there once and lost about eight years of my life. Um, <laughs> no, there's nice people in Adelaide still. A couple of them. Um, the rest got out. The um, no, I've got a uh, I've got a busy week, JT. It is exciting. I did a gig this morning, actually on the uh, on the cameras, and uh, that was for the Scleroderma Foundation, Scleroderma Victoria. I'll talk about them in another time. And it was a uh, a really wonderful thing to be able to offer some advice to some people that have uh, honestly been dealt a pretty shit card and doing the best they can. To, to play it so that was a wonderful thing this morning and i've got uh, plenty more of that this week and also looking forward to um a big week with the uh, with my work and putting on some classes for adults with a disability and it's uh, it's fantastic that we've got some more people uh, joining up 
it's uh, it's growing and growing, and I bloody love it. So uh, big week for me, JT. Big week for you. So uh, we'll be back when we're back, and we'll absolutely make sure that we we televise or or put out there to the people when that will be, because we don't exactly know right now, do we? No, we've got absolutely no idea. So um, special thanks again to uh, to McDuffie and uh, Nat Nissen for joining us live on the show tonight. We're looking forward to having their input. Well uh, done with your week. thing, um, fancy fingers, JT, to make that all work. Mostly, the bloody live crosses work. Nothing went wrong, JT. Almost. Uh, Almost got away with it tonight. So um, uh, that's all we've got. Now, remember, if you do want to help promote the show, please just tell your friends to go to giddyuppodcast.com.au. It's the easiest way because you'll find all the links to us on Facebook, YouTube, uh, you know, Spotify, uh, bloody the works. So, um, yeah, um, please tell them. JT, and what is that final question? Sorry, what is that final uh, – the 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 oh God. for the code question my favorite oh, football favorite team football is team is that's right you just got to let us know and uh, we will add it on so um what is your favorite footy team Don? mate i'm mighty hawks go the mighty hawks yeah, of course it is on that note we probably should say goodbye to everyone so thanks again for watching tonight <laughs> it's been a long show tonight so i uh, really appreciate everyone hanging around ah uh, good work don't have yourself a quiet one <laughs> giddy up